Well, hey, folks, and welcome to the Dollar and a Different Show. My name's Josh, and we here at Social Change Nation are a nation of do-gooders and world-benders who are crazy enough to believe that we can change the world with for-profit, for-purpose, social impact businesses. So listen in as we get to the bottom of how you can make a dollar and a difference as a social entrepreneur. All right. Well, I love that song and I love that it's our intro. So again, my name's Josh and you're tuning in to The Dollar and a Difference Show. It's here that we talk all about this idea of social entrepreneurship and social impact business. And every day we're going to unpack a new topic. Every week, I should say. I'll do this as a weekly show. This is is part of a mini-series that we're doing, by the way. This is a part of a number of seasons that we've done. We started as an interview show. And now we're breaking into this mini-series where I just thought that it was important to take a step back and unpack some of the fundamentals, the building blocks, the basic pieces of what it means to build a social impact business. And so that's what this mini-series is, is going to be about. So let's go ahead and just jump right in with today's episode as part of our mini-series on social impact businesses. All right. Well, hey, folks, and welcome to this show. Whether you're tuning in on the podcast or the Facebook Live, this is a really exciting new format we're trying. I'm actually recording the podcast live as a Facebook Live so people can ask questions and see it right in real time. But if you're tuning in on the podcast later, that's great. We're designing it just for you, too. No matter how you're tuning in to this show, though, today, before I even begin with any content, I want to just give a special thanks and shout out to the folks who are making this all possible and have sponsored our show, and they've become great friends of mine as well. Uh, So the company is called Live the Give, and it's a social impact business, and its founder is named Najat. Now, Najat reached out to me quite a while ago about her company and about looking to join in on the podcast because she was really excited about what we were doing, but then I also pretty quickly got real excited about what Najat's doing over at Live the Give. So here's the deal with Live the Give. Najat was a teacher, and as part of her work as a teacher, she traveled around the world and witnessed different areas of the world where education was simply not at the level that it was you know, here in the U.S. or in other parts of the developed world. And that really struck her, this this educational inequality across the globe. And so she wanted to start a social impact business to really bridge the education gap. And that's part of what Live the Give is all about. But my favorite thing about Live the Give really is their central business mission, which is also a social mission. You see, for me, I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to fashion. I, I like straightforward things that look nice on me that don't have a lot of you know, graphics on them or anything like that. I just like straightforward t-shirts and clothes and that kind of thing. But also, as a socially conscious shopper, it can be really hard to find clothes like that where I know they're made in ethical situations, where I know they're made by companies that have regard for workers' rights, for human rights, and treat people fairly. Well, Live the Give is really all about resolving that social injustice. So every bit of clothing you get off of Live the Give, not only is it stylish, but it's actually wrap certified. So that's kind of like the certified organic of the clothing space, but basically it means that whatever you're getting off of there, you know 
that it meets standards, that the company that's producing those clothes meets standards of human rights, treating workers fairly, that kind of thing. And Najat's also very good about getting some really stylish and cool looking stuff on there. So all that is at livethegive.org. Um, I'm gonna go ahead, let me just type that in the comments. So I'll have that in the comments if you wanna just click on that. Also though, I'll put it in the show notes for the podcast and in the email to you so you can have a look, read the story about Live the Give. And again, just take a quick peek at, at what they're offering on there. And you know, I have an entire set of t-shirts and I have a hoodie that I really love that I use all the time. I mean, you know, the t-shirt that you're seeing here is an example of the type of thing that Live the Give would have, you know, a lot of kind of simple and straightforward tees that I really like, but then also, you know, they have some some different styles and that kind of thing. So just check it out and, and you know, give them a little love because they're really making this show possible and Najat and the folks over there are, are great folks. So, okay, now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and break right into today's topic. What I wanna talk to you about is how you can grow a social impact business for far less time and money than you might think you need. Now, the reason that I, I want to do this and the reason I created a title like that is because I have so many folks that come up and talk to me that have these huge hearts and these huge dreams about a social impact business that they want to start and they want to get rolling or they want to grow, but they feel like time and money are holding them back. You know, maybe they have a full-time job. Maybe this is you. Maybe you have a full-time job and you feel like that's holding you back from launching and living your dream. You know, maybe, maybe you feel like all the startup costs and everything involved with launching a business is just going to be too much. So if that's you, then this is the podcast for you because we're going to talk about some strategies that will really help. The reason is, so many of those folks that talk to me, when I really dig in and start coaching them, what we find pretty fast is they think that it's going to take them a whole lot more time and money than it really will. So we're going to talk about some strategies today that will help you grapple with that. So let's go ahead and jump in. Now, the main concept that I'm going to be talking about here today is this idea of lean startup. Now, you might have heard of lean startup before. It's pretty popular in most entrepreneurial circles. But basically, it is that idea of figuring out how do you get in front of the people you want to serve very quickly and start serving them and start helping them and then you know build out your products and services and your company with your community. That's the idea of lean startup. So ultimately, what I'm talking to you about today is just lean startup stuff for social good. But also, as a result, you'll be able to launch for less time and money than you thought. <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's get started. So... Let's talk about what this idea of lean startup is, because even if you haven't heard of that, that's an important concept for you to get to know, and it's one we talk about here a lot. So let's just talk about what it is in, in a nutshell, okay? And I have some notes down here, so if, you see, if you're on the live and you see me looking down, that's why. But in a nutshell, lean startup is a set of tactics that has helped thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of businesses launch faster and for far less money because, and the way that they're able to do this is because they got back to the basics. You know, instead of getting out there and spending all this money planning and getting, you know, branding and business consultants and building up a, a fantastic website, all this stuff, they got back to basics. And what are the basics of a business? Well, the basics of any business are an individual who has a particular problem or thing they want transformed in their life and a business that has a solution that is presented to this person in a way that makes them value it you know, more than money they have in their wallet, time, whatever the case may be, so that they take the solution, right? Person with a problem, business with a, with a solution to that problem. That's the basics of it. Now, for us in social impact business, we do have a third dimension. You know, we have that social injustice or this, this community that we also want to serve in a benevolent way. Okay, so that's an added dimension, but ultimately it's those, those three dimensions. So Lean Startup is about you asking yourself how quickly can I get in front of the people I want to serve and start serving them with 
the basics of what I want to do. Okay. Now, the reason you want to do that is because it'll, again, it'll get you back to the fundamentals of business. So instead of, you know, thinking about that big website you're going to create or the branding or the logo or whatever, you just think about your solution and you start talking to people about it and trying to help them with it. And that's one of the most important things of, of lean startup is it gets you back to those basics. Okay. So talking about some of the basic concepts and terms that I think are important in lean. Um, now, there's actually a whole book on the topic of Lean Startup, and it's a really good book. You should check it out if you get the chance. But let's just cover some of the basics, okay? So what I just talked about before, you know, person with a problem, business with a solution, right? What Lean Startup would talk to you about are some things like customer discovery. So basically what that means is instead of, you know, going like most businesses do and spending a year planning and building and spending tons of money, you just go straight to the person you want to help and the person you want to serve, even if you don't have your solution fully built out. You go to them and you ask them, what is your big challenge around this particular issue? Try to keep your questions open-ended. Listen a lot more than you talk. Have them talk about the pain, the emotion they experience. To give you an example, in my case, I run Social Change Nation, okay? So I did a big, I don't like the word survey, but it was a survey of my audience and I asked them, what's the number one challenge you face to growing a social impact business? That's all I asked. And I got tons and tons of feedback. You know, people were struggling with the balancing act between dollar and difference. They, they didn't feel like, they felt like they didn't have a roadmap to point them in the right direction. They didn't feel like they had the mentorship. I mean, they gave me all kinds of different problems that they faced. So you, likewise, want to get intimately acquainted with the problems and challenges and, and the desires too. Because these, you know, the people you're wanting to serve, ultimately, they want some kind of a transformation usually. So you want to get intimately acquainted with what those things are in the customers that you want to serve, okay? So that's the idea of customer discovery in lean startup. So that's one big concept you'll hear a lot, customer discovery. But the bottom line, your takeaway here is that if you want to launch for less time and money than, than you think, you need to get out and start talking to the people you want to serve. Even if you don't have your solution ready, start talking to them about their problems, their pain points, their dreams. Ask open-ended questions. Listen a lot more than you talk and write down what you hear because those are things that you need to use to craft your solution and to craft your marketing. Okay, now that brings me to the next major concept in lean startup, okay? And that is this idea of an MVP, which stands for minimally viable product, okay? So what does that mean in general? <laughs> Basically, your minimally viable product is what is the absolute minimum that you can put together in terms of your solution, the absolute minimum that you can put together that you can get out in front of people quickly. It doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, it won't be perfect. But, you know, what can you get going sooner rather than later that will help you get your solution in front of your target customers and start testing it? They may not like it. They may not buy it. They may love it. Who knows? But the point is, you want to get it in front of them and start interacting with it with them and then start building things with them. I'll give you another example of this. My wife and myself, you know, I run Social Change Nation, but we also run a social another social impact business together. It's called Hostel KC, and it's a purpose-driven hostel, which if, if you're not familiar with that, it's like a kind of like a bed and breakfast without the breakfast, <laughs> very popular in Europe, South America. Well, we have one here in the United States, and for every 300 beds that are booked in that hostel, we're actually able to build a home for a family in need in the Caribbean. And that's through a lot of mission work my wife has done for a long time, so we have some deep connections to that. But bottom line, that's our, that's our business model. That's our impact model. But here's the thing. 
when we were looking to start that up, I mean, we were first, you know, looking at the typical entrepreneur route and trying to get, you know, a million dollar investment, get a building, create a hostel, all this kinds of stuff. I mean, it was a massive amount of money and time that we were going to need. And we, we were really, into, in fact, we were scared shitless by that, by what we would need. Okay. So we took a step back and we got back to the basics and we asked ourselves, what's the problem? Well, the problem is people were coming to Kansas City and the hotels were really expensive and they didn't have a community space like a hostel and we wanted to provide a solution to that. That also gave back. That was it. That was what we needed to do. So did we really need a million bucks to do it? Did we really need a big building to do it? No. We just needed a small space where we could get a few beds and test it out. That was all we needed. So we found a little space. We got five beds in it. We were able to work out a deal to use the space and we got five beds in it and we started testing right away. We put it up on Airbnb, which is a booking platform for rooms like that. So it already had this existing community and platform of people looking for beds and space in Kansas City. We used these raw goods and resources that we had at our fingertips to try and simplify things and get in front of our target customer as quickly as we could. In terms of our presence online, we built a simple landing page on Wix. Took us, I think it took us about a day to build that. We were literally, from the time we worked out this space, just the use of this space with those beds, to getting our profile on Airbnb to building up a basic web presence, we're talking about a week, maybe a, maybe two, two weeks max to get that hostel up and running and at least serving some people. We had our first customer within about 48 hours of listing the place. Okay, so, and we were able to serve them very well and also start getting a lot of feedback and start growing and, and bettering our business as a result. So that's just an example. But what are some raw goods, some, some things that you have at your fingertips that could help you simplify what you think this business is about, that could help you get back to the basics of the customer with a problem and you getting that solution in front of them as quickly as you can and figuring out whether or not that solution really addresses their pain points, okay? And that's another term, by the way, in Lean Startup that you wanna be aware of, pain points. You've gotta get intimately acquainted with the pain of your customer. What keeps them up at night? What are they dying to change in their lives, okay? You know, I know that social impact entrepreneurs, people who are wanting to get started, wanting to grow, they have this huge heart for social change, for writing a social injustice, right? And it's just, it's killing them. And they want to do whatever they can to figure out their next steps and to get this thing growing. Okay, that's, that's the pain. But a lot of times they're, they're missing that roadmap, those mentors. They're missing that guidance to figure out the balancing act between dollar and difference, okay? But their, their pain is that emotion. You know, I've, I've gotten to know that. I've still got a lot more I need to get to know, but it's a continual process of understanding that. But the point is you just need to get it started as quickly as you can, okay? The last idea, don't worry, I'll review all these terms here before I move on to the next section, but the last idea, the last kind of important term in Lean Startup that you'll hear frequently is the idea of testing assumptions. Okay, now I know that might sound kind of mathematical, but let me break it down. Basically, the idea, mean, the idea of this is don't just jump with something that's a freaking idea in your head, okay? You might think it's the best idea since sliced bread, but don't just run with it test it. Try and find a small way you can get it in front of people. Again, coming back to my wife and my hostel, if we had just jumped right in and, and we had this assumption that people would really want a hostel in our city, if we had jumped into that, spent a, you know, got a million dollar investment or loan or something and built a building out and that had been wrong, we would have been screwed. We would have been bankrupt and we wouldn't have helped anybody. Okay. So figure out how you can make, you know, small steps that you can test. We had a small space with five beds. We tested it. If no one came, it was going to be okay. We could figure it out. We could move in a little different direction. We could, we could pivot. We could tweak. 
It's not to say that your ideas aren't great. They might be. But the way that you're bringing them to the world, who knows? The only way to know that is to bring them to the world in the quickest and simplest way that you can and start testing and then grow from there. Okay? That's the idea of testing assumptions. So real quick in this section, let's just review some of the main terms that I'm talking about in Lean Startup. So big one is pain point. What's the pain that your customer experience, experiences? Minimally viable product. What's the quickest and simplest thing you can get in front of them that helps resolve that pain? Okay? And then the other one, and actually I'm getting behind a little bit, the other one, the one that we began with was customer discovery getting to know, getting intimately acquainted with the pain and the dreams of your target audience, okay? And then the last one that I just finished with is testing assumptions. Testing assumptions. I know we're entrepreneurs and we're idea lovers and we've got all these great ideas. Find a small way to test them that if you're wrong, you won't break the bank, <laughs> okay? You can, you can readjust and continue growing and improving with your audience. That's the idea. Okay, so... I've pretty well, okay, I had notes here, but I basically did everything that I wanted to do in terms of breaking down all of those themes. So let me give you some examples now of some companies that I've seen do this very, very well and try to kind of drive some of these, these terms a little bit more home. So let's talk, well, I talked a little bit about the pain point and how I dug into the challenges of my audience. Well, one of the things that I found out was that this balancing act between making a dollar and a difference was a really tough friction point for a lot of folks looking to grow social impact businesses, trying to find a way to do both. Okay, that was a big pain point. So I got to know that through my audience, through a big survey that I did. And it, it, it changed a lot of the language that I use and the way that I expressed a lot of what we're about at Social Change Nation. That's an example of, of the pain point idea. Minimally viable product, I gave you an example of, of Hostel KC, but let me give you another example from one of our students in Social Change Nation. Benjamin Connard runs a company called Five North Chocolates. Came to us about a year ago and was looking to start a chocolate company. And well, as you might imagine, I mean, a chocolate company, one of the, a couple of the first things he said to us was like, man, this is a chocolate company. I'm gonna need a commercial kitchen. I'm gonna need this. I'm gonna need approval. I'm gonna need legal structure. I'm gonna need that. And I was like, whoa, 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 stop, Ben. What is it you ultimately want to do? And he said, I love chocolates, but I hate the way that a lot of chocolate is made. And I want to transform the way that the people making chocolate are treated, and I want to transform the way that people appreciate chocolate. Okay, great. So then I asked Ben, what are the raw goods that you have at your fingertips that you can start using right away? And when he started thinking about that, <laughs> he happened to remember pretty quickly that he was out of university and that he thought they maybe had a commercial kitchen that he could use for something like this to start his project, to get it off the ground. And he went and asked and turns out for about $50, he could use that kitchen and make his chocolates. Now, here's the thing with chocolates. You, you have to use a commercial kitchen to actually sell them. You can't just make it in your home because of health codes and stuff like that. But bottom line, he was able to get access to that kitchen very quickly. And, you know, he had this basic idea of what he wanted to do. The only thing we were missing was how does he get in front of customers? Now, initially, of course, he was trying to get all these big distributor channels and get some consultant to help him with that and get into Whole Foods and all, you know, okay. But let's get back to the basics, is what I said to Ben. And let's get in front of your customers as quickly as we can. How can we do that? And then he started looking and come to find out he's in upstate New York. Tons of farmer's markets around there. Tons of small mom and pop organic grocery stores around there. So Benjamin, literally within a matter of weeks, got signed on to show up at a lot of these farmer's markets he went on to canva.com. I'm going to type that in the 
Facebook post. Canva.com, real simple place to create a logo very quickly. He went on to Canva.com, he got a basic logo, basic tagline of Five North Chocolates, what they were about. I can't remember his tagline exactly, but it's like transforming the way the world thinks about chocolate, something like that, right? He did that very quickly, had that out there. Three weeks later, he's at a farmer's market getting in front of people selling his chocolates. I think that first round he sold just under $1,000 in chocolates. But more importantly than that, he was right there with people in his target market, people who were, were socially conscious food buyers who were looking around for something like what he had to offer. And he could get feedback from them. Hey, what do you think about this flavor? How do you like this packaging? Things like that. Benjamin was able to do all of that in a matter of about two months, where I've seen some entrepreneurs take years just to get their product out the door because they're sitting there planning and planning and planning and planning and planning, and they never take off. Don't do that. Find your minimally viable product like Benjamin did with Five North Chocolates. I'm going to attempt to put his website in the comments, in the Facebook comments, but I don't know if I'm going to type it right. Let's see. FiveNorthChocolates.com. does not look like it liked that, but <laughs> I'll make sure it's in the show notes so you can check that out if you'd like, or you can just search Five North Chocolates and you'll find it right away. All right. So, Couple final points is I want to tie a nice bow on this whole concept of how to launch for less time and money than you thought you needed, aka lean startup tactics for social good. Okay, so some things that you want to think through. Like I've said a few times, most businesses, they launch their product or service way too late. Don't let that happen to you. What is the quickest way you can figure out to get your product or service in front of people? Now, why do we tend to do this as entrepreneurs? Well, we tend to do this because, as I always say, we're idea lovers and we're idea factories, okay? We got into this business because we're great with ideas. What a lot of times we're weak at, just as entrepreneurs in general, is the execution. Getting it out there, getting it in front of people, testing it and making decisions quickly about whether or not this is a good idea or a good direction or a good project. The more quickly you can do that, the better off you'll be as an entrepreneur. And the more able you'll be to grow for less time and money than you thought you'd need. Okay? The other big concept I want to drive home to you today is this idea of getting in front of your customer very, very quickly, as quickly as you possibly can. Think about Benjamin North, Benjamin Connard of Five North Chocolates, getting out there in those farmer's markets and selling that chocolate and figuring out how he could work with his university to use a kitchen that saved him a ton of money and just got him cooking quick. Okay, there's another student we have. Her name's Cheryl. She wanted to run a socially conscious fashion label, but you know, getting her own socially conscious fashion label and, and building that brand and all that stuff. I mean, she could have spent years doing that, but she didn't. What she did was she partnered up with a few great socially conscious brands that already existed. She created her umbrella brand that highlighted theirs, and then she went. She was in Toronto, and she went to a socially conscious pop-up shop, kind of like the farmer's market Ben went to, but it was designed around socially conscious clothing and goods and that kind of thing. She was there. She started selling her stuff right away. Again, within two to three months from I'm just starting to I'm in business. Okay. Those are the kinds of things you can do when you get back to the basics and think about how you can start lean. Another great example, another student of ours, Rianne runs a company called Flourister, which pairs traditional business mentors with new social entrepreneurs. And, you know, she literally went from idea to business in about two to three months because basically she had these startup social entrepreneurs who one of their pains was they needed that roadmap and that mentor and that guidance. And she had a great network of traditional business leaders. So she created a simple landing page, starts pairing them up right away. They fill out an application, starts pairing them up right away. There's a fee involved for the person 
who gets the mentor. So she was revenue positive right away as well. And getting feedback and building that thing and making it better with her customers, right? So that's a great example of how you can get started. Let me put that one in, let me put Flourister. I believe it's just Flourister.com. I'm going to get in trouble for getting all these websites, but uh, it looks like Facebook's not finding them. So I'll make sure they're all listed in the show notes. Oh, good. Okay. I did get Flourister, right? But uh, I'll make sure they're in the show notes too, so you can click into those. So that is, those are just some great examples and some things you want to think about. But the bottom line here is, again, ask yourself the question, what are the raw goods, the things I have right at my fingertips that will help me get in front of my target audience more quickly than I had ever thought possible? That's a big question you want to be asking yourself. What's your minimally viable product? What's that pain they're facing that that minimally viable product could help them solve? You know, think about how you can get out there more quickly. So in closing, I'll just say this. As my main man and my main mentor too, uh, Ryan Levesque, he always says it, and I think he says it best. You don't have to get it perfect. You just have to get it going. And that's the key to launching for less time and money than you ever thought possible. So, all right, folks, hope you enjoyed this. It's Josh at Social Change Nation, signing off. Take it easy.